Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Welcome into the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. My name is Joel Silverberg. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the KIB podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. Whether you're doing so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. It's a fun time right now to be catching up with everything happening with the Knoxville Ice Bears. The team is in first place now, coming off a two-win and three-day weekend. They won on Friday, lost on Saturday, but got it back on Sunday to retake first place. And... Even though they're in first place, they still have a lot of really good players that are up in the ECHL, and that's why Field Pass Hockey is such a great tool to use so you can follow the Ice Bears as well as follow your favorite Ice Bears players that may not be with the team right now. So a handful of guys in the ECHL, fieldpasshockey.com is where you can get all of your ECHL coverage as well as your AHL coverage and your SPHL coverage to follow the Ice Bears as they continue to try to fight for their fifth championship in franchise history. So a lot of coverage upcoming about the league as a whole. Knoxville has another three-game weekend coming up in three days. This weekend, it's going to be a bit of a short week. The Ice Bears will head to Birmingham on Thursday. They'll return home to take on Huntsville on Friday, and then they'll head out to Virginia to face the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs on Saturday. So it's the first time that Knoxville has headed out to Roanoke this year. They've seen the Rail Yard Dogs twice at home already this season. Of course, they've been to Huntsville for three games this year. They've hosted the Havoc once, not since October, however. And then that game against Birmingham, those two teams are fairly familiar with each other. But a lot's changed in the last two months since Knoxville and the Bulls have gone head-to-head. So I'm going to talk to James Hayes of Field Pass Hockey. Again, fieldpasshockey.com. He is the beat writer for the Birmingham Bulls as well as for the entire league as he does the Inside the SPHL podcast and he had Ice Bears forward Casey Kolcheski on last week. So be sure to check out that episode of the pod and subscribe to the Inside the SPHL podcast. James does a great job covering the SPHL. Great coverage for the league as a whole. So I'm going to talk shop with James about everything happening in the SPHL, but also preview that Knoxville and Birmingham matchup and how those two teams have changed since they last saw each other. Obviously, one of the big outliers is Casey Kolcheski coming over from Birmingham to Knoxville in a trade back in December for fellow forward Colton Fletcher. So to recap this past weekend, Knoxville was on a three-game road trip to the state of Illinois. They went up to Danville on Friday to take on the Vermilion County Bobcats. Got there a little bit late, had a bit of a bus issue, and so we had to get a different bus. Team eventually made its way up to Danville and, and really didn't get there that late. We were only 45 minutes late, so not too much of a delay. Knoxville went and got its sixth shutout win of the year against the Bobcats. Sammy Bernard and his Ice Bears debut Uh, shut out the Bobcats with a 27-save shutout, and then Knoxville made its way through the night up to Moline and the Quad Cities and took on the Storm on Saturday and Sunday. Knoxville fell to Quad City uh, after falling behind early on Saturday, gave up a goal early in the game, gave up another goal midway through the first, got one back with Dino Balsamo scoring on a power play goal late in the first period, but couldn't take advantage of three power play opportunities in the second Seemed to have the momentum, and 
head coach Jeff Carr seemed really confident about that. He thought the way that the team played in the second period, if they could have tied the game, he really thought that they would have come back and won that game as a whole. Instead, Knoxville doesn't score. Quad City survives to the intermission. They score two minutes and 15 seconds into the third period, and suddenly it's a 3-1 game. They later, later made it a 4-1 game. Knoxville got one of those goals back late. And then when it looked like Knoxville might have had a faint window to close the gap even further, they had a power play with about five minutes to go. Couldn't convert. Knoxville did not have a great night on special teams. Just went one of seven on the power play and gave up a four on four goal uh, that made it a three goal game. And so Knoxville eventually fell five to two to Quad City in, in what was a pretty tense game between both teams. And then on Sunday, totally different story. Part of the issue that Jeff Carr talked about from Saturday's loss was three of Quad City's goals came on wrist shots from the slot. And it came in different ways. One came off a defensive zone turnover. Uh, one came on a defensive zone face-off loss uh, that Quad City won a face-off in the Knoxville zone. And the Storm immediately got to the hash and scored again. So you saw Knoxville needing to shut down the slot. That's what Carr emphasized going into Sunday. And Knoxville did that. And you know, Dylan Fournier, who had two goals in the win for Quad City on Saturday, he got a really good look early from that same slot as he was able to skate in. There was a lot of prime real estate and his shot attempt was blocked and the puck went out of play. And so Knoxville was on top of the slot so much more. And Sam Turner talked about it in the interview that I did with him that you heard during the second intermission of Sunday's game. He said, it's really just about structure. We just need to be in the same place at the same time. If we correct that, we're going to be fine. And Knoxville shut down the slot. Quad City didn't have a ton of answers. They scored two goals in transition on entries. And that was how Quad City was able to score its first two, the, its only two goals of the game on Sunday. Knoxville scored four power play goals. Uh, you know, it's it's easy to kind of think, okay, a goalie didn't have that great of a night when he gives up four goals. I thought Thomas Proudlock was really good for Quad City on Sunday. He really was a wall and made it really frustrating for Knoxville. It took a rebound on a four-on-three power play by Jason Price to finally get Knoxville on the board. And then back-to-back goals, 35 seconds apart. Stefan Timofeyev with a great backdoor saucer pass feed to Rasmus Wax and Engback again on the power play. But, you know, it, it's you can look at it and say, okay, well, Knoxville didn't score any even strength goals. Knoxville drew a lot of penalties. It, it, and that's the benefit of having Stefan Timofeyev back in the lineup is one of the earlier penalties was him, you know, trying to make his way to the puck. He fights through contact and ends up drawing a restraining foul. And then Brady Florent draws two penalties on Dylan Fournier. Um, he delivers a big hit on Fournier at the half wall. Fournier loses his temper, goes back after Florent. Um, and then later you had Tommy Sikos that got tied up with Timo Feyev and just kept going after him and ends up getting a five-minute major, and that led to a goal. Uh, you, you've got Sam Turner winning a wall battle with Marcus Ortiz. Ortiz tries to play the puck from behind and ends up getting a four-minute double minor for high sticking. So you, you see the little things that can sometimes lead to, a, to big things when teams get frustrated, when you're taking the puck away, when you're taking away chances, Knoxville dominated the game, especially in shots on goal. And so even though they gave up that first goal, Knoxville really took the momentum into the second period and exploded for three goals in a seven-minute span, all on the power play. And so a big special teams day for Knoxville, and it results in a 4-2 win. And so Knoxville bounces back. They retake first place. The Ice Bears have a one-point lead over the Huntsville Havoc for first place in the SPHL standings, and they have two games in hand. Now, Huntsville does not play until it visits Knoxville on Friday. So Knoxville will be in first place regardless of what happens on Thursday's game 
against Birmingham, and Knox will actually still have a game in hand going into that game regardless. Now, you'd obviously like to have a little bit of a cushion and have a three-point lead, but uh, if Knoxville were to lose on Friday, then, or excuse me, if Knoxville were to lose on Thursday, then first place would be up for grabs for that matchup on Friday. But Knoxville did a really nice job to bounce back from the loss to Quad City and then didn't get phased when it gave up the first goal to Quad City on a two-on-one halfway through the first period. So Knoxville, I believe, I'd have to recheck the math, but I believe that is the ninth game this season that Knoxville has won when giving up the first goal. So the Ice Bears use a big second period, big special teams play to bounce back and beat Quad City 4-2 to on Sunday, and they go 2-1 and in the three-game weekend. And, you know, the next two weekends for Knoxville are three games in three days. Uh, again, mentioned it. At Birmingham, home against Huntsville, at Roanoke this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then the following week, they will host Peoria on February 10th and then head to Pensacola for two games against the Ice Flyers the next two days. So uh, Knoxville having a ton of hockey, which that is going to allow Knoxville to kind of catch up to Huntsville in terms of games in hand. But then it'll open things up a little bit for hopefully a lighter February or a lighter March and April as we get closer to the playoffs. So you'd rather have these three game weekends that I guess in January and early February than, you know, in March and April when you're getting ready to make a playoff push and Knoxville has been a little bit banged up. Stepan Timofeyev is just now coming back from the IR in the past week and a half. You have Stefan Brucato who's still on the 21 day IR and, and hopefully that doesn't get extended. I haven't heard any reason as to why that would be the case, but as of right now, he is still unavailable for Knoxville. You've got a couple of guys that are called up to the ECHL. And the physical toll of the season is just going to continue. So guys are going to keep getting banged up because it's just what happens, especially this time of the year when you're playing three games in three days on three consecutive weekends. So Knoxville has Birmingham, Huntsville, and Roanoke coming up this weekend. We will talk to James Hayes about that as well. Again, this podcast brought to you uh, brought to you by Field Pass Hockey, fieldpasshockey.com. All coverage in minor league hockey. They've got it for you at fieldpasshockey.com and the Field Pass Hockey mobile app on the App Store and Google Play. James Hayes of Field Pass Hockey. Coming up next, I'm Joel Silverberg as you listen to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. In the slot, looking, shot, scores! Whoa, yes, an overtime game winner gives Knoxville a 3-2 win on the road. This presentation of Knoxville Ice Bears hockey can also be heard while you're on the go via the Field Pass Hockey app. Read articles on your favorite team, view photo galleries, listen to live games and podcasts from across the AHL, ECHL, and SPHL by downloading the app, now available in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. I appreciate you checking out the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. And Field Pass Hockey, they've got you covered when it comes to minor league hockey, whether it's the SPHL, the ECHL, the AHL. Check them out online at fieldpasshockey.com. And of course, get the Field Pass Hockey mobile app available on the App Store or Google Play. It's absolutely free. And joining me now from Field Pass Hockey is James Hayes, who covers the Birmingham Bulls for Field Pass Hockey, also covers the entire SPHL for the Inside the SPHL podcast. Uh, He just had Ice Bears forward Casey Kolcheski on there last week, so be sure to check that out. And James, it's been a while since since we spoke, but as the season's gone on, you just get that feel like we're fully into the grind of the SPHL regular season now. Oh yeah, man. I mean, it's it's uh, it's hard at it. Uh, you you can see teams are teams are starting to feel 
feel themselves. You're, you're, you're starting to see a lot more uh, consistency from the teams out there. It's, uh, it's fun hockey time now. It's time for that playoff push. Now, Knoxville has Birmingham upcoming this Thursday night back at the Pelham Civic Complex. It'll be the fifth time that these two teams have seen each other. And both teams have changed a lot in the last two months. These two teams haven't played since December 3rd, so it'll actually be two months to the day since the last time Knoxville and Birmingham faced off. How has Birmingham changed as a whole over the last several weeks since last seeing the Ice Bears a few months ago? So uh, one of the big things was we did the little player swap uh, with uh, with Knoxville, and you guys got uh, the newly named Casey Kolcheski. He was Kolzicki in Birmingham. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, Birmingham, really, on top of uh, getting Kevin Kerr as the associate head coach, you know, they really kind of started. I think Coach Simchuk got the got the help he was looking for, and and uh, so they're they're starting to come together as a team. And I mean, despite call ups, which the whole league's really dealing with. Today, I mean, you guys know all about that. Um, but they're starting. They're really they're really starting to find their way. They um, they're putting together good wins, but they still got they still got problems here and there. Just like over this last weekend, they. They couldn't just keep up with Macon after after a, an emotional win the night before against Roanoke at home, and and so it's they're kind of still a hit and miss team, but they're they're going to be a whole different team than what uh, what you guys seen last time that uh, the, the two teams faced off. Yeah, and, and Hayden Stewart has been really solid for Birmingham over the last couple of weeks. Picked up a couple of shutouts. How much did that win over Huntsville a couple of weeks ago? mean to that locker room just kind of giving them some added confidence that they can start to compete and maybe go on a run here in the second half of the season oh it was huge it was huge and uh and you could tell it because that that day you know that was that monday afternoon game and uh they do that every year on martin luther king jr day and where they got to skate with the bulls afterwards and and you could just get the vibe when seeing those guys out there skating with the fans i mean that was probably the happiest happiest i'd seen seen that team and that they you could tell they had confidence and then Moving forward, they they just they they kept they kind of kept that momentum going. They, they've had their best month in in, uh, in the whole season so far. I mean, they went five and five, which I mean, I know you guys are up there winning, you know, twelve, thirteen in a row at a time. But five and five is really good for the Bulls this year. But uh, like you said, uh, Hayden Stewart, I mean, that man has just played out of his mind. And I mean, there's been so many games. I don't. I'm drawing a blank here, but there was one game where they were being outshot 32 to 18, and and Hayden Stewart just kept them in it. They were, it, it was a close game, and and so he's he's one of those goaltenders that can really steal steal a game for the team. It's it's been fun to watch him, and now that Watts is back, uh, you got that that tandem in net for now. Then so so that that part of it that part of it seems pretty good, and it's just a matter of confidence. And it seems like even with the loss to Macon, this. Uh, this last Saturday, they're, they're still a confident team. They know they can do it. They just there's just a few things they got to work on. Yeah, and what what has been the biggest difference that's kind of helped out the goaltending situation? Has it just been a matter of Hayden Stewart kind of coming into his own a little bit more, or are you seeing a, a little bit more grit from the defense and the guys playing in front of him? So it's a it's a mix of both, really. The the defense has really stepped it up a lot because um, early on in the season they were just letting things come at him I mean the, the goaltenders were left out to dry in some games but uh but Stewart just uh he jumped on board and, and he's been solid all year round I mean there's only so much a goaltender can do what was it that the uh Koskinen said in Edmonton he said goaltenders can't score goals too <laughs> so, um, 
but but uh, he doesn't have that attitude. I'm not by any means saying that, but I, I think it's a mix of the Bulls. The defense has really come around, and they've got to play in. I, I think the 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 team has really started to mesh, and and to be honest with you, like yeah, it's it's just a mix of both. Both the defense is playing a lot better, and and the goaltending is is solid. I know that at the beginning of the season, Birmingham had a couple of late game collapses of, of just failing to be able to close out one, including against Knoxville. But I thought the rally over the weekend against Roanoke was really impressive down in Pelham and, and Carson Rose, you know, he's a guy that has during the first half of the season, it seemed like he flashed in big games here and there where he'd have like a two goal performance and then he'd kind of disappear for a while. He's on a nine game point streak right now. It really seems like he started to take over that offense. He really has. He has. He's he's out there. He, every time he gets the puck, he's trying to make something happen. You can see he's he's got a good vision on the ice. I mean, if if you see him getting ready to break into the offensive zone, his eyes are always looking to see is there somebody here with me that I could dish it off to? Do I need to take it in by myself? And and I mean, he's 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 creating really quality chances and uh, against Roanoke um, the the other night, he um he he basically did it all by himself. You know, he got smashed up against the boards and. Normally, you know, that's going to take the guy off the puck, and, and he bounced off the boards literally and grabbed the puck back up and just skated in and, and, and scored a goal. So, I mean, he, he, has, he has that ability to, to almost take over a game, and, and it's nice. And, and with the addition of uh, Colton Fletcher, they've been playing him, Fletcher, and Davis all on a line, and those three really complement each other so well. What do you think is kind of going to be the ultimate key, or is there a particular matchup you're most excited to see with Knoxville and Birmingham coming up this Thursday? I'd I'd really like to really just I just really want to see how well Birmingham matches up because against the team as a whole is what I'm looking forward to. Because I mean this this is a different team than the last time. I think uh, I think Knoxville played uh, three straight against the Bulls, and it was almost no contest and and. I'm just, I, I want to see because the Bulls have changed. Uh, just not, I don't know. I want to. I don't want to say their style, but they really kind of changed their game, and and they're, they're competing with everybody. And I, I want to see how they can compete with with the new number one in the league. Because a couple weeks ago they took down the old number one in the league, and I'm not saying it can happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but but that possibility is always there with this team. I mean, they're, they're in games all the time now. I think after that six to one loss to Macon. They uh, it, it was kind of an uh, an awakening to them, and and they've really been in every game, even even though they've they've lost a few here and there in between. So, I, I think the matchup against you know the top dogs in the league is that that that's really I'm just looking forward to the the matchup between the team the units as a whole. I want to get your thoughts on the rest of the league here too. Obviously, we spent a lot of time talking about Knoxville and Birmingham in a game. James Hayes from Field Pass Hockey, FieldPassHockey.com, is with me now on the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast which is presented by Field Pass Hockey. What has kind of been your takeaway over the last several weeks throughout the SPHL? Obviously, Knoxville's overtaken Huntsville for first place in the standings. Peoria and Roanoke at times have looked red hot. The Rivermen have won eight in a row. Fayetteville's starting to kind of make a comeback. Who are you kind of looking at? Who's caught your eye the most outside of Birmingham in these last couple of weeks? So... Really, to be honest, it's kind of been Peoria because it's almost like, you know, they've been playing really well all along and they've, they've gotten caught in a few games here and there, but uh, they're just, it's almost like they're quietly working their way up through the standings. And, and I mean, Hageman is just unbelievable. He's what I think he's at a, at a, at a point and a half per game right now. Yeah. And, 
And, uh, I mean, it's it, Peoria is one team I got my eyes on, and then Roanoke's another one. I mean, Roanoke, like you said, they, they're, they're, they're a streaky team right now, but um, I'm looking to see them really start making a push. They're, they're kind of a, a, a pleasant surprise to me. I, I didn't think they would do a whole heck of a lot this year, and, um, and, they, and they started the season off kind of slow. They were one of those teams dwindling in the bottom, and, and they really come around, and it seems like playing Fayetteville, I, I think they play Fayetteville every weekend almost. It seemed like <laughs> there for a while. And, uh, and they really um, they, they, they figured out how to beat Fayetteville a lot, and, and they're competing with teams. Yeah, they came off of a rough weekend this last weekend, but, uh, but I, I'm not going to count them out. But another thing that I really have noticed is, I mean, you're starting to see some of these teams are starting to fall off a little bit. And, and like Quad City, you know, it wasn't but maybe a month, a month and a half ago, we were talking about Quad City giving Huntsville a run for their money, and now they've dropped down to, I think it's fourth in the rankings. And it's I'm interested to see how they kind of keep bouncing back. I know they, they, they had a decent weekend this last weekend, but I, I just uh, it's going to be interesting to see what direction that team goes moving forward. You mentioned Roanoke, and that's actually who Knoxville ends this weekend with. So they get Birmingham on Thursday, they'll host Huntsville on Friday, and then they'll head to Roanoke on Saturday. So what about Roanoke? kind of stands out. What do you think has been the biggest contributor to why they've had so much success over the last several weeks? So they are a, they are a really physical fit team. I mean, you got Travis Armstrong who's just a giant among everybody out there and and they they can they can physically beat you down and then they got uh they got Mac Jansen who can score goals. He last I looked he was fifth in the league in scoring and they they can put they, they they basically got a total package. They're playing kind of old school hockey, if, if uh, the term's overused, I think. But they, they're a really physical team if they need to be, and they're a very talented offensively team when 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 they need to do that as well. And it's it's fun to watch them on the ice to see what's going to come out. And and they they never stop. They never give up. It seems like when they're down, they're going to come back. You know, they're gonna they're gonna bounce back and add goals and. When they were down to Birmingham the other night, um, they 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 bounced back and they took the lead. And and then even after Mike Davis got that goal with two minutes left to go, I mean, Roanoke was was driving hard. They're one of those teams that they're, they're just very determined out there to make something happen. Yeah, and, and the two times that they've come to Knoxville this season, this will be Knoxville Knoxville's first trip to Virginia this year. Knoxville's needed to escape in overtime, get away with a shootout. I mean, it's been two gritty games between the Ice Bears and the Rail Yard Dogs. And a big reason for that, too, Austin Rodebush just continues to keep them in games. They've, they've done it with goaltending. They've done it with defense. And then, they, of course, with Jansen and Jones, they've got guys that can get it done on the offensive end as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, yeah, I mean, they, got, they, they, can, they get you from every angle, and it just depends. And Rodebush, I mean, you guys know that all well. I mean, he was there last year. I mean, that, that, that man can steal a game in a heartbeat from you. And so... It's it's fun. I didn't get to see him play this last week. They had Dill in there, and, and I hadn't actually watched Dill play in that year. I guess I'm just focused on him. I've seen games with him in it, and and he's just as good playing. Uh, he he's a nice little compliment to Routabush. So, they're like I said, they're 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 a fun team to watch, and and uh, they're kind of they're kind of streaky, but but uh, but yeah, I think they're going to give the Ice Bears uh, they're, they're going to give them everything they want and more this weekend. <laughs> What's kind of anything else that maybe I missed here? Is there anything that's exciting you the most about just pushing into the second half of the season? Obviously, you're down there covering Birmingham, but 
Is there any other storylines that maybe we're not noticing as we start to get into the latter stages of the regular season? Um, I don't know, really. I think we've kind of, I think, I think we've touched on pretty much all of them. I mean, there's just, it, it seems like the middle of the standings is the most intriguing part of the the league right now. I mean, it, there's, there's probably three or four points at any given time separating third from sixth. And, uh, it's, it's, it's just that, that, that's kind of been my storyline. I've been watching all season is, is how are these teams in the middle of the standings going to shake it out? And, and it seems one week, you know, Peoria is in sixth, and then the next week they're in third. It's 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 fun to watch. It's fun to be a part of. It's been wild, too, because in the last, I guess, couple of weeks, when it comes to teams that are ranked a little bit higher, like we've seen Knoxville lose to Macon, we've seen Huntsville lose to Birmingham and to Evansville, uh, we, we've seen Peoria drop a game, we, we've seen... Fayetteville, uh, I think Fayetteville dropped a game. To, uh, we saw Quad City lose a game to Vermilion County at the beginning of the month. We've seen Fayetteville drop a couple of games. Now they've won four straight, bouncing back. So it just seems like we're starting to get into that grind of the regular season where any team can beat any team on any day of the year. Yeah, exactly. And, and you brought up Vermilion County. And, I mean, I know a lot of people kind of already have them counted out for the year. And and uh, that, that team is, is one of those teams that, if you catch them on a good night, they're going to get you. They had a really good game. Was it uh, Peoria? They played yesterday, I believe. Yeah. And and they were they were leading Peoria at one point. And you're just sitting there, and and I don't know if it's just a ma- uh, matter of you know the problem with Vermilion County right now is it seems like every single one of their players gets called up every week, and they got a whole new roster whenever you're yeah. going up. That's got to be a broadcaster's nightmare. <laughs> but. Uh, but um, it, it just seems like right as soon as they start to mesh, the next thing you know, their goaltender, two of their forwards, a couple of their defensemen are out. And, <laughs> but uh, but but and, and they're trading constantly. They're moving players around, trying to find out what works for them. And and I really honestly look to see Vermilion County make a push there. I mean, I, I did a little poll on my Twitter account today, it just just for the fun of it, just asking who out of the bottom four is gonna gonna be that team that takes that last playoff spot. And uh, there was some people out there that were voting for Vermilion County, and, and I, I don't blame them one bit because, I mean, Vermilion County, maybe they're one player away, and and then all of a sudden they're going to go on a run as well. So, it's yeah, it's like you said, we're getting into that nitty-gritty, and, and teams are teams are really, really starting to push hard. Yeah, and it's been a lot of fun. Looking forward to the second half of the season for sure. He's James Hayes with Field Pass Hockey, fieldpasshockey.com. They're the sponsor of the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. We appreciate their partnership and we appreciate all the coverage that James does. If if you have not heard the Inside the SPHL podcast, great interviews, great content, and great coverage for the Southern Professional Hockey League as a whole, and James has it all for you there. Uh, James, where can everybody follow your work on Twitter, and and what else is happening this week at Field Pass Hockey? So, uh, um, for Twitter, you can follow me uh, at FPH Bowls for you know field pass hockey, and I do my best to not just put out Bowls content. I, I try to I try to put information out all across the league. So since since I have the podcast covering the league, and I tell people to follow me on Twitter, it's the least I can do, right? But uh, for for field pass, we got um we we got uh well right now we're actually doing if anybody follows the AHL, we got an All Star fan vote, which we just closed out the SPHL. We got that. That's got um, that's going to close out, I believe, Tuesday at noon, and um, you can get on there if you follow AHL teams, and, and you can vote uh, vote some players in. And it's 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 not for the real All Star game, but it's still it's it's fun, and you get to see. I mean, 
and uh, we got great coverage. I mean, we got uh, we got games you can listen to on on the app all the time in all three leagues: AHL, ECHL, SPHL, and uh, I think we got three teams in the SPHL that you can listen to. Uh, it'd be listen to, and I'm drawing a blank. I know Macon, Birmingham. There's there's a couple teams. I'm drawing a blank. And Knoxville. <laughs> And not, not yeah, well, I was gonna say Knoxville. I think Evansville's <laughs> on there too. I'm pretty sure Evansville's one of the teams that's on there. But um, but yeah, I mean, those the 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 team of writers and 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 everything that I work with at Field Pass Hockey, they're just an awesome group. They give great coverage all across the minor league hockey. I mean, I, I definitely suggest everybody goes and checks it out and and uh, and and just sees sees what we actually have going out there because there's there's a lot of coverage that gets lost in the minor leagues and and uh at field pass we try our best to uh to 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 fill in that gap for people because not every not every city has an nhl team we all know that i mean we're covering the sphl so so uh it's 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 a great it's a great place to go and and like i said great writers everybody's great in there and, and they're putting out great content there's a there's podcasts for every single league too i mean there's a, if you're a, like it's an ahl fan there's a the Holy Grail podcast, and then there's the Three Periods podcast for the ECHL, and then, like you said, the Inside the SPHL podcast, and it's it's all good stuff. It's definitely worth giving a listen to and and uh, and checking it all out. Yeah, we we got we can't forget Evansville being on the broadcast too because we already forgot Tommy once when we were previewing the SPHL a couple of months ago. So we we can't do that again. <laughs> we we got to keep yeah, our boy we- Tommy T in the loop. Yeah, yeah, we can't, we can't do that. And I keep joking around on my podcast because I haven't had an Evansville player yet on there, and uh, and I'm I'm finally going to have one for this week's podcast, so that's going to be a good one. And so, uh, so I'm I'm going to have Austin Plevy on, which is uh, is another name you might be familiar with. Absolutely. So, so yeah, no, we're not we're not forgetting Evansville. We don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> quality guests, quality content, all of that is there on the inside the SPHL podcast. And James Hayes does a great job for them covering the Bulls as well as the rest of the league for Field Pass Hockey. James, really appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much. We'll definitely be looking forward to doing this again. And we'll see you this Thursday at the Pelham Civic Complex. Yeah, man. Thank you. Anytime. That's going to do it for this edition of the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Thank you again so much for listening, whether you're doing so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Be sure to hit that like, follow, or subscribe button. Be sure to leave a five-star rating and review and let a hockey fan you know about the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Again, this Thursday, the Ice Bears are going to be in Birmingham taking on the Bulls. They'll return home Friday for Preds Night at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. It's going to be one versus two. The number one Knoxville Ice Bears versus the number two Huntsville Havoc. These two teams... Do not like each other very much, so be sure to be there at the Civic Coliseum this Friday for Preds Night. The Ice Bears will be wearing specialty Nashville Predators jerseys. We're going to have a youth hockey showcase on the ice at first intermission, celebrating the growth of hockey in East Tennessee. It's going to be a lot of fun, and of course, those jerseys are going to be up for auction. Six of the game-worn jerseys are going to be a live auction right after the conclusion of the game. And then the rest of the Game War jerseys will be available on the Dash Auction app. And, of course, replica jerseys available at the Team Store. So be sure to get your official Preds jersey for the Knoxville Ice Bears this upcoming weekend. I'm Joel Silverberg. Thank you so much for listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey.